Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. say about Chassandana and about Gedalia that there are many aspects that allow for the success of the yeshiva I don't want to simplify it into one point this yeshiva has seen over the 12 years but for sure, for sure a part of the success is that the place functions from positivity that it's a positive place that it's not a place of negativity, it's a place of positivity. It doesn't put down, it doesn't knock. It's a place, the atmosphere is a place of positivity. The Chevron knows my appreciation. Lubavitcher Rebbe built something very special. There are many, many Hasidim that are serving Hashem in very, very serious and sincere ways. And one of the Nikudas that I moved in the Rebbe is one of the... I, I was very curious what was the power of the Rebbe, that he impacted so much. There are thousands of people that move to all different corners of the earth and helping people become from, helping people do a mitzvah, I should say, better yet. And he made a whole army of people who barely knew him. There are people today, youngsters, who didn't... who but just... From from Talmidim of his, from his impact, are out there helping Yid and do mitzvahs. What was his kayach this Yid? And I looked into it, I was very curious. And it's obvious to me that one of the main powers, he said this on himself, is that he didn't. he was a positive person. His whole manner of speech was positive. There are thousands of hours of shiurim from him. There's no knocking. He doesn't put things down. He doesn't bash. There's a positivity. He was very, very strict. The guys know the examples we've said here, but he had many examples. He never would call a hospital a bet cholim. A house for sick people, that's negative. He'd call a hospital a bet refuah. Very good. He would never call a deadline a deadline. Nothing dies. He would call it a due date. Something's born. Rachi Friedman had a baby boy this morning. A due date. A due date. Something's born. Something's born. Something happens. But these things, if they sound cute, they're not cutesies. It's a whole attitude and a whole approach. He was extremely, extremely positive person. He was a positive person. That's how we... um, that's that's how he operated. That's how he built with positivity. It's, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a chesidish shapshat I've said before. It's an MS to this. The shat's a chesidish shapshat. The Gemara in Adarim has a line. It says, Binyin Yeladim. Literally means the construction of youngsters' steer is destructive. Youngsters think they're being constructive. They think they're creating and steer, they're destroying. How many isms were created by people thinking they're building the world and steer, they were destroying. So young people often think they're building and they're really destroying. Steer as the Canaan. Elders and Talmidei Chachamim, wise people, when it looks like they're destroying Binyan, they're really building. That's the simple shot in the Gemara. The pshat I want to share with you is binyin yaladim. Youngsters think to build stira by destroying. They think to build by destroying, by knocking, putting down. America's stupid. This is stupid. Knocking, putting down. That's how they think they're going to build, by knocking. Stira zikanim, elders undo things that need to be undone, binyin with construction. Elders take things down with binyin with construction. And the Rebbe was somebody, the way he undid things that needed to be undo was with positivity. And a big part, the success of the yeshiva is a positive place. 
it's not, it doesn't, it has a positivity. And I want to say on the Chassin Gedalia, he's one of the most positive people I've ever met in my life. He's just a positive, he's a nice person, who's always positive with a smile, with an encouraging word, with a kind word, an extremely, extremely positive person. Gedalia has succeeded in, in steiging a lot and caused people around him in his environment, things are positive. I think that's an incredible ingredient for a home. An incredible ingredient. A house, we want it to be, you know, there are certain atmospheres that are conducive to grow certain things. Different things grow in different places. I never say that word right. How do you say the word like indigenous? Is that the way to say it? Indigenous is, is, is like some animal that fits some environment. An animal that's like fitting of that environment is called in, indigenous. And there's certain environments that are conducive for certain lives, certain living things grow here and live here. Different plants can grow in different places. In positivity, in kindness, in refined, in niceness, good things grow. I was, I was, there's a big tzaddik from Yerushalayim who comes to Waterbury every year, Lag Boimer, for many, many years. Unfortunately, he hasn't been well and did not come last year for the first time in more than a decade. He's come for many, many years, and he comes for a Shabbos, stays for a nice period of time. Zatzadik, who learned with many Gedolim, his name is Rav Aryeh, a very big person. His name is Rav Aryeh, and he comes every year to Waterbury. And I, I've spoken to him, Baruch Hashem, for long periods of times. So I've gotten to speak to him. He told me he has learned with many Gedolim. He has seen many. He's seen much in his life, this Sadik. He told me that Sadiqim come from calm houses. Houses that are... He said, he said different Gedolim, the houses were very simple. Parents were simple people. He said the house has to be a calm place. I want to add that optimistic, optimistic and positive. There's a word, maybe it, it, it's, it's, it's the negative word of the day. So indigenous will be a, positive, a regular word. A negative word is jaded. Somebody's jaded is like hardened and negative, like jaded from life. It's so, I want you to stay youthful and optimistic. I want, I want you to stay young your whole life. I want you to stay young and fresh, Zelig. Never to be a jaded person. I meet fathers. I want to tell you, when I do interviews in the summer, I often will meet a mother or a father who's long given up. Like that people can grow and steig and just, yeah, like you could be excited. Life could be a party. Steiging. And I, I meet people, the word jaded, who have given up. Like they drag their kid to, they're on their fourth school. You drag them here. Look, Waterbury, okay, now. Oh, you don't get it. There's not like a passing fad. Somebody actually could be excited about life. Could be positive, could be upbeat, could could actually like engage. It could, it could be a party here. This world could be precious, and I want to say that this atmosphere and attitude of positivity. A yid is supposed to make a hundred brachas a day. I don't think like different like likes and dislikes. Well, I like the color brown and red, so this guy likes positivity. To me, it's pashut that the basic of a yid is positivity. I have to say, we're a whacked out people. We've been through a lot, our people. Our people have been through a lot. I challenge you, there's not a people on earth that we just had a Holocaust five blinks ago, and we sit here with like a happy upbeat during, during the whole COVID, when I saw a whole race of people really mad that they were slaves, I don't think it's funny at all. Certainly, I'm not the type put people down, and I, and I like all, all human beings. You're not allowed to be a racist. Chas v'shom. Not in, not, it's not funny, it's not appropriate. And I saw people upset. It's very moving. It's, it's a big problem. They're very hurt, rightfully so. I, some people say, but it's so many years ago in history, that's nothing. If a guy, Zaydu, was so beaten up, it's more than likely he's going to still be upset. Because Zayda gave that to his son. It would be 500 years, wouldn't be such a long time. It goes father to son, and that's what you give over to your child. And it's a big problem. And then I look at us. We're out of our minds. We're like a happy... That's a hallmark of a Yid. Is he notices the good. 
He makes mea brachos. He's making blessings. He's thanking Hashem. A yid in the worst situations was weiter mechoyev to make a hundred blessings every day. It's part of who we are. If somebody, you know, you say shalom aleichem. I am. I'll tell you something funny. Girls come to my wife, Kamali. They want, they want to get. Everybody wants Waterbury guys. So girls come to meet my wife, and they want a shidduch. So they meet my wife, and we have to ask them. We sit down. So the, one of the worst questions in the world is, what are you looking for? Do you think I ever asked Nafti, what are you looking for? It's a stupid question. What do you want him to say? A sad person? <laughs> I want ha- bad midas, I'm sure. Like, I want good midas. You know? I never once asked Nafti, what are you, when you're friends with somebody, it's not a good question what you're looking for. When you ask somebody, what are you looking for? What are you really asking them? Who just said that? You really, what Mendel just said, you're asking, who are you? You're not asking what you're looking for. It's a stupid question. I really want to say, Shalom Aleichem, who are you? That's the good question. What you're looking for is silly. Who are you? I need to know who you are to see, to figure out if it's Matim. Who are you is the real When we say, what are you looking for? We really mean, who are you? So they give like, I want somebody learning six and a half years, 14 and three quarters years, forever. I don't know, some people don't even know what the word forever means. Forever, you say that. But the bottom line is, you're really asking, who are you? That's the real question. Who are you? And I want to say on us, when we ask the question, who are you? Who are we, Taka? Who am I? Somebody ask you, who are you? I want to say that part of the identity of our people is we're an amazingly positive people. We're Shalom Aleichem. I am If you think it's any exaggeration, what's our name? Yehudim. Shalom Aleichem. Ani Yehudi. What's a Yehudi? The Svasemes says, I'm a thanker. You're a, you're a thanker. I'm an appreciative guy. <laughs> Said the nation that was pounded like none other. I'm a Yehudi. We're like, we're like, I don't want to say hopeless optimists, because we're not hopeless. Hopeful, op- we're optimists. It's not a style. It's actually identity of our people. We're a positive people. It's who we are. It's identity of our people. We are positive. We're called Yehudim. Yehudim means stankers. That's the Svasemis Taiches, a Yehudi. So it can't be, I think somebody is so... Not understanding Yiddish. If a guy says, I'm negative, I say, be Megayer. Become a Yid. Maybe become a Yid. <laughs> a Yid makes, it's it can't be a hundred times a day you're supposed to thank Hashem and then you say you're a negative guy. It can't be. The essence of our people is a positive people. That's what we are. That's, that's somebody who embraces Yiddishkeit. He's busy thanking. It's interesting. I told you Rev Hirsch. Rev Hirsch says that we count by the moon because the moon is constantly re We're also so, we rejuvenate. Shema Sidim L'schadish Kamaisa. We're such an optimistic, forever youthful people. Always hopeful and optimistic. It's Rosh Hashanah, New Year. A guy doesn't have Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is so gishmak. It's so geschmack. There's a new one, fresh, new beginning. It's so geschmack to be a Rosh Hashanah people. It's so geschmack. It's interesting. Somebody brought to the yeshiva. There's two aspects to Rosh Hashanah that everybody agrees both are true. So Shaila had a grab both. There's a fear of Rosh Hashanah. It's Yom Adin. It's a tremendous simcha of freshness of Eved Hashem, of focused on our mission of being Mamluch Hashem, a new year, new opportunity, Hashem's the Melech, there's a tremendous joy in Rosh there's a tremendous seriousness, even fear, Gilui Virada. Klal Yisrael, clearly, anybody who studies the Uman phenomenon, you could just ignore it and say, yeah, they're running. Tens of thousands of Yidin are being excited by something. It is absolutely silly to ignore it or just put it down. It's amazing. And what's pulling people is the Simcha part. It's, somebody brought here last year a flavor of Uman. And we celebrate. I never seen Rosh Hashanah like that. In my, it was gorgeous. I walked us from the most elevated Rosh Hashanahs I ever experienced. There was an electricity, a very serious happiness, a very intense and serious happiness. 
a singing of excitement of Hashem. It's interesting at Chasnas, the two styles, the lit, and both are true. Litvish Chasnas, the Chasm walks in in a quiet room. And he walks to the front and he's swaying. You think something sad's about to happen. Now it's very serious. He's building a Jewish home. It's very intense. There's a new, there's new hope, new dreams. Very intense. By Svardim, the Chatan walks in and they all start whooping it up. Woo! The place is going with sugar. Of course, that also makes sense. The Chatan is here. They go crazy. I'm not clearing by Martha. We, we should divide up half of us to be smart. Half Ashkenaz, half of us will cry. Half of us should start whooping it up. Well, both, both are true. Both aspects are true. This point, Rabbi Say, that, that, that in Yiddishkeit there's freshness and newness and positivity that is so part of Yiddishkeit is something, a, a, a strong reason that we have Siyat HaDashmai in Yeshiva is because there's, there's an optimistic and it's a Yiddish attitude. There's a flavor of Yiddishkeit. It's pashut by me that this is a flavor of Yiddishkeit. The optimism, the positivity, the noticing the kindness of Hashem. Meya brachas, shalom aleichem, who are you? Meya brachas, b'chol yon. So you should say back. And I want to say, Gedalia Gelb is a chefsa of meya brachas, b'chol yon. He's a yid's yid. He's a mayor brachs. He's a positive guy. He's optimistic and positive. So I'm very excited. Somebody's positive is a tremendous ingredient to build a beautiful, beautiful home. It happens to be nice that Gedalia, his kala is a granddaughter of a yid, a Talmud Chacham I grew up with. And this Talmud Chacham, I grew up in the same shul as this Talmud Chacham. And he wrote a sefer on brachis on thanking Hashem. One of the difference for him, you know that? It fits that Gedalia Gelb is marrying into a mishpach of a Zayda who wrote a brook on brachas. He's the brachas man. I know when I was a youngster, your age, I, wa- I read through his sefer. I wanted to know brachas. I wanted to thank Hashem. We're thankers. That's who we are. So I want to know how to thank. So here you have an optimistic, a mayor brachas type of guy marrying into a brachas family. That's mamish in the agefen, in the agefen. It should talk be a bias nemo be Yisro. Before before I ask the mayor to speak to the chevra, we'll, we'll we'll get to hear the very time from mayor. I need to tell you a joke. So if you don't mind, it's a very important joke to me. I have two jokes I'm into in my life. I'm very poor. I'm not a good joke teller. And I have two jokes that are crazy important to me. They're both things that fire me up a lot. And this joke has been on my mind the whole Elul. It's been living here. I'm going to tell you today it's what I'm thinking about this joke. It's very, very important joke to me. I ask if you want, you could laugh. It doesn't have a punch. I don't know how to say the punchline. So you could laugh. You could cry. Just hear, just get the joke. I don't care if you laugh or cry. Just please get this joke, Yankov. It's very important to me that everybody here knows this joke. A seer, a visual, a visual helps. It takes concepts that are elusive and it makes it much more real by us. That's what visuals do. A marshal, when you say a marshal, a parable, it's not like a cute way of speaking, like if you're a rub, you better have a few mishalim. Your rabbanim collect jokes. I know a rub who has a joke book in the facilities. For his congregants, he starts his lectures with a good joke. It's very like rabbinic. A marshal is not like a rabbinic trick to have a good speech. A marshal takes an idea that's somewhat elusive and it makes you feel it. You hug it. You mamish. In Kelm, they used to say the difference in a tzaddik and a rasha is his kayach of tzir. Is his kayach of tzir, a visualization. The more tzir you have, the greater the visual you have, the more you could be mitzayir. You can visualize it, the bigger tzaddik you'll be. This joke mode is important to me because it takes an idea that I need to live I need to have it, and it makes it real by me. I, I'm just telling you this joke. I wasn't sure to say it or not. Something happened today. I was like, it's too much on my mind. I'm sharing it with my friends. 
I need to share it with you. It's like a heavy joke. The joke is heavy. Yom Kippur in the Elam, I'm going to think a little bit about this joke. I do. It's a heavy joke. It's a demanding joke. I was, I was afraid to say this joke today. Maybe it's too heavy. Let me care. It's a heavy joke. It's a demanding joke. But I had a reason that something happened. I have to say the joke. I feel that here Akiva just came to Yeshiva and he gets such a heavy joke. Like this is the way they joke in Waterbury. I'm out of here. I apologize to be so heavy day number one. But I ask you, Rabbi, say, this is one joke. I need you to like be there. Come with me to the joke. Come into the joke. You need to like experience the joke. It's so important, the joke. I don't think I'll get a smile from this joke, but join with me. Elio, like this. Let's, the scene of the joke will be, I'm always very intrigued. The scene could be many places. I'm going to put this joke by the guys digging on the road. I'm always very fascinated by road work. Road work is, is, is fascinating to me. And picture the scene, the road, you're driving, you're stuck in traffic, maybe, maybe you're angry, somebody else is cursing, you're a yid, you're thanking Hashem for a few quiet minutes, and you're alone in your car in this road, you know, you see those guys working on the road, some burly guy is like drilling, he's drilling in the ground, I'm intrigued, one of the things that intrigues me by road work is there's like a lot of people doing it. I always wondered who knows the big picture of what's supposed to happen. That burly guy, he's just drilling here. It's interesting to me that everybody does their job and behind the scenes, like a smart nerd somewhere who's like orchestrating. Every burly guy does, I don't think he knows all the plans, what's happening. He just knows drill here. And then another, each guy has their role and their job. And there's a whole bunch of guys on the work scene. And there are two fellas in the road work team. And they work for hours and hours a day. A lot of the road work guys work through the night. It's one of the most frustrating things in driving is you're on the 95 at like 3.30 in the morning and you're like smiling. There won't be any traffic now. Then you always sit like two hours. They, they like doing road work late at night, Bidafka, because people are only, only you're driving right then and nobody else is. That's why they do road work at night. But anyway, some of these guys work through the night. But the Kitzer is two guys are doing road work, Eliyahu, and they're working all day. You with me? So you have two fellas, two burly, strong guys. They're the drillers, maybe. And, they, and they're drilling all day, drilling into the pavement, making their holes. They stop for lunch, Elio. The two chevres stop for lunch. And one guy opens up his bag. He's checking. It's a big moment of the day. I don't like in yeshiva they have a chat. They tell you what's for lunch. It's part of the geshmak. You go in there. Don't tell me. Just don't. It's part of the geshmak. I'm usually not into surprises. But by your meal, part of the geshmak is you go to the dining room and you find out what lunch is that day. So these two guys are ready for lunch. They've been drilling all morning. Mary, you have to join with me into the story. Two fellas. So one guy opens up his lunch. He's ready for this, the big moment. What does he have for lunch? And his lunch he has, he opens it up. He opens it up and he has a grilled steak sandwich that first day for lunch. But I'm talking fried onions lining the top. I'm talking that he has on it a delicious, what's the sauce, a good sauce? Montreal steak sauce, mamish, over the top, geschmack, tomatoes in there, perfectly sliced right in there, some good tomatoes, just enough lettuce, mamish, a geschmack, fresh lettuce, he has a geschmack, a steak sandwich, this guy. He opens up, it's mamish, a lottery, He's, he's fired up. Now the other guy slowly opens up his lunch bag, like to see what's in his sandwich, and he as he opens it up, and it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He's like, oh. he say, he doesn't say that. I I can't say what he says, but he says some stuff, and they both eat lunch. Comes day two, comes day two. They're drilling all morning, working hard. They're sweating. They're mamish, where they've been cursed at all morning by people waiting in traffic. And they finally get to lunch. 
And fella number one with the steak sandwich opens up his lunch. You got to be with me, Chevra. And the guy who had the steak sandwich day number one opens up his lunch bag. He has a good brown bag. He opens it up. He's ready for the big moment. What's in there? It's delicious. It stayed hot. It was packed nicely. Eggplant parmesan. Smoking hot. Cheese oozing out of the side. Tons of sauce. A good eggplant. They're working out there. They don't mind getting dirty. Geschmack. An eggplant parmesan. The other fella, the other fellow who had, who had yesterday had the peanut butter and jelly. He's now like, okay, it's day two. And he goes into his sandwich with trepidation. He pulls it out. He opens it up. And it's peanut butter and jelly. He's like, oh! <laughs> he can't handle it. Yesterday you have steak. Today you have push it. You have, today you have uh, eggplant parmesan. And he has the same silly peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He's like beside himself. <sighs> okay, he deals with it day number two. Day number three, the first guy again... The second guy's like, oh, like shaking his head. First guy opens up his lunch bag. He had day number one, a steak sandwich. Day number two, eggplant parmesan. Day number three, opens up his sandwich. He has hot, piping hot roast beef sandwich. Mamish, but red, geschmack. The meat's red, geschmack. It's just perfectly done. Mamish, the perfect roast beef sandwich. A little ketchup, not too much ketchup, just enough ketchup. <laughs> and guy, guy number two is like salivating. He's looking at guy number one, steak sandwich day number one. If you're waiting for a good punchline, there won't be, but you'll just, you gotta listen to the story. You gotta, you gotta be here. You gotta be in it. I hope you buy the work site, Chavra. I hope you get, I hope you're a little sweaty, Pashit. If you need deodorant, like Pashit, you should be sweating. And this, and guy number one pulls it, you know, he gets it again, steak sandwich, eggplant parmesan day two, roast beef day three, he's rocking. And guy number two, He's like, this better be good. This better be good today. I'm sick of this. This better be good. This better. He's like, really like, he's afraid to open it. He asks guy number one to open his sandwich. Like, he doesn't want to open it. He doesn't. He's like, it's too much for him and it better be good today. This better. The other guy, he turns away. He says, you tell me what it is. And of course, the guy opens it up. And once again, on day number three, he has peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and at this point, he just loses it. He's ready to drill his partner. He takes the drill that he's supposed to drill the road. And that's it. He's going to kill his <sighs> And with anger holding the drill at his partner's neck, he says to his partner, he says to his partner, I hate this. Every day you, 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 every day you get a different sandwich. This day, eggplant palms on, steak sandwiches. He's all mad. So his partner says to him, I don't get who packs your lunches. His partner says to him, and he says, I pack my lunches. The guy who gets peanut butter and jelly. And he makes his own lunches. And the bottom line is, if you make peanut butter and jelly, then you eat peanut butter and jelly. What you make, that's what you eat. What you put in the bag, that's what you eat. And he's getting livid and angry by the day. But I have a little secret. If in the morning before work or the night before you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, then at the workplace you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because that's what you made. And you eat what you made. You eat what you made. It's very, very simple. You eat what you make. Very simply. And I want to say to the Hevra, that many of us expect, I have, I have, I have thought about this in Tefillah. I spoke to a Rav over Pesach that I was able to spend Pesach with. Nobody, it doesn't just happen along the way that somebody's mechaven by Tefillah. That one day, all of a sudden, you're having kavana by Tefillah. Well, all of a sudden, like, along the way, hey, I noticed, like, I concentrate all davening. 
You have what you make. You are what you create. You have. To, you're not one day. You're by all of a sudden by every mincha. You are what you build. You are what a person with diligence, with effort builds. That's what you have. There's a lot. There's a lotion of Chazal. Chazal give their own visual. From this one of the, it's my two jokes that I love. I love that visual. You are what you build. You have, you eat what you make. There's a line of Chazal, Misha Tereach Be'erev Shabbos. Somebody who works Erev Shabbos, Yoichel B'Shabbos, eats on Shabbos. You eat what you make. <laughs> you make it, then you eat it. You make it, then you eat it. What you, what you, what you bake, Erev Shabbos, Misha Tereach Be'erev Shabbos, Yoichel B'Shabbos. I want to say with growth, with development, we have and we become what we build, what we invest, what we put efforts in. People wait for it to happen, for it to happen. Why can't it happen to me? You have what you, what you make, what you create, what you toil, what you build. What you build is then what you have and what you are. And I say to us all, in facing a new year, let's build something that we, that we like, that we're proud of, and build it with toil, with effort, with effort. Let's build something. You're mechavim by davening when you decide to build it painstakingly, with effort, with diligence. You're not one day gonna find you could daven for a thousand years. You don't after a thousand years all of a sudden you're mechavim by davening. You could read davening. Just mindlessly and keep doing it. It won't change like one day it changes. It changes as we put more effort, as we invest more effort into changing it, as we make a different lunch. So then by lunch you open it up and it's not peanut butter and jelly because you bother, you grilled a steak, you, you, you fried some, you fried some onions. We have what we build. We have what we build. So I want to say this to us all in a chizuk, in, in a tremendous chizuk, that all of us are capable of building and the investment into building something precious and something nice and something that we, that we appreciate, it comes from effort, to build a certain type of person that we want to build with effort, with a focus, to build a gentle, a humble person, to build a caring person, a patient person. All the things we want to build, there are people who watch themselves like they're watching a movie. There are people, that peanut butter and jelly example is so real, it's so not funny, because it's so real. I peanut butter and jelly again, that's what you put in. People watch them say, I notice I always get upset. You, you, didn't, you didn't, with great effort and focus, create a, a, a patient person. By fighting it, by, by fighting, by putting it, by concentrating, and with effort and diligence, build something different. And through actions, through thoughtful actions, through thoughtful planning, we're capable of building something nice. Let's get Betty, let's get, let's get busy building it. Let's build something precious. So that's, I wanted to tell, I wanted to share this with the Hever. I want to share a specific midah. On the topic of constructing and building, I want to share with the Hevra a specific midah. I, this is, I spoke to the dorm counselors in the yeshiva and talked about this point. I want to talk about a specific midah that's important to me in structures and systems that I want to share with the guys. This midah is very, very important to me. I want to share this with you. I ask in yeshiva, I ask dorm counselors to do a certain amount of enforcing. As a mushal, I want dorm counselors to take away alcohol from guys. I don't want guys to drink. I think drinking is very, very bad for youngsters. I think it's used as an escape from feelings, from process. I want a youngster to feel, not to run away from feelings. Youngsters in all different circles, 19-year-olds, 
Guys in yeshiva, the reason a lot of guys drink Friday nights is a very social scene. You take a 19-year-old and he's getting together as friends, he's uncomfortable. I think it stunts development tremendously. Sit in there uncomfortably and fight through. People get places when they fight through. Fight through, build something. You're uncomfortable. Face it and build something. So I don't want the guys to drink. I want them to face it and build something. Work through, work through, build. Face it and build something. That's what I want. That's what I want from the guys. I have seen an incredible number of athletes be very undeveloped people, unsophisticated. Tremendous number of athletes. If, if, if you ever go to a 50-year alumni gathering, this anybody who goes to... Did you, I don't know if guys who went to a 10-year alumni gathering, they're alumni gatherings. So go to in any college across America... The 50-year gathering, the reunion, that's the 50-year reunion, the 30-year tw- reunion. Do you know the biggest chiddush at the reunion? Mayor, you know this? At the 30-year, let's say Michigan State University graduated class 1970. So in, 19, in 2000, they get together. They're now 50-year-olds. You know the biggest chiddush? The, the athlete is always... Joe, he's always like a guy who's not so cool and like not. He never developed. He's the most underdeveloped of the whole chevra. It's like that. It's famous. Joe, like the guy who he was like the he was like he was the best guy and he was the center on the basketball team. He's always the biggest chiddush. Everybody's looking. Joe, he's much less developed than the rest. Often because he had a skill that made it easy, he never was forced. He was always, everybody bowed to him. So he never was forced to like figure things out. He just got his way and was spoiled. He didn't have to fight through. So Joe was always like the big shocker at the reunion. He, he's never as developed as the rest. That's often like that. I want a guy, it's Friday night, and it's hard. You're uncomfortable. Fight through, figure it out. That's how you get character development. It's not easy. You're sitting at an Oynix, very hard. You're sitting with other guys. In Eretz Yisrael, guys who never drank before, but for the first time they're on their own, and it's an Oynix in some yeshiva there, it's like, oh my, what do I do? Where do I go? Drink. Ah, you ran away, you ran away. No running away. Fight through, figure it out. Embrace, engage. The, I'm uncomfortable, okay. So what should I do? And then you figure it out and you become, you develop. you literally drinking stunt growth. Instead of resolving, figuring out, feeling, working through a feeling, you just run away. You're, and you remain, people who drink and these types remain very childish. Marijuana and drinking is an easy way emotionally. I meet people who age are 18 and emotionally are about 7 or 8. Not making fun. Intellectually could even be older. And I've met 18-year-olds intellectually, like 25, emotionally are about seven or drinkers and marijuana users emotionally are very babyish. Because they don't work through emotions and process them. That's what they're running away from. So their emotions remain very undeveloped. So I ask dorm counselors to do some enforcing. To take away, if a guy has alcohol, take it away from him. But here's Avi, very important to me. Morty, what's very important to me, Yosef, is I want the dorm counselor to explain to the bacher why he's taking, before he takes away, no aggressive movements, and explain to the guy what you're about to do. You have alcohol, explain why we don't like alcohol, explain you were asked, explain everything you're going to do. Why do you explain it? I want to explain to you why I want him to explain it. I want him to explain it for the following reasons. For the following reason, not reasons. It says, it says, it says about the Bria Sa'ilam. And I want everybody to hear this. Yosef, I want you to hear this. When Hashem made the world, He said to the angels, Nasa Adam, come, should we make man? He was shoiled, he asked the angels, Nasa Adam, come, let us make man. It's a very dangerous Pasuk. When the Chachamim 
translated the Torah and the Septuagint and the Targum Shivim, they changed this pasta because it's so dangerous. Hashem said to the angels, Eitanas Adam, come, let us make man. Who created man, my friends? Hashem. Just Hashem. Did he need help from the angels? No. Says Chazal, so why did it say, let us make man? Says Chazal, it teaches us humility, that the bigger person should ask Vishus from the smaller person. Humility. So Hashem asks the angels, let us make man, teaches us humility. Now I ask you, is this some sort of game? My whole life I learned wrong pshat. Till I learned revolbadev, I learned wrong pshat. So it's a game. You know this revolbadev? What? You have it on Chumash? On? Really? Really? I have to see it. I have to see it. So Revolba says, Dave, like this. What does it mean God asks the angels? Some sort of joke? Can you picture you're an angel and God says, Could I make man? Hashem, you're playing a game with me? What's this charade, Avi? God says, let us make man, pretending, and somehow that's humility. And the angels say, hey, I, I, I think we should. <laughs> Duh, like, what's the, no, let's not make man. God said he's making. You know, I know, nobody's stopping Hashem. So what's this game, Zelig? That the G'daylim asked the K'tanim, what's being said here? It's like strange. My whole life I learned this, okay? Somehow Hashem like did some shtick. He asked him. Revolva said brilliant. He said Hashem didn't ask the angels. He explained to the angels why he's making. When it means he asked them, means that he, he made it like he has to convince them. It's another way of saying he explained to the angels what he's about to do. Let us make man, no? Meaning... He said to the angels, I'm creating a human being. I want to explain to you what the purpose of creating a human being is. What that said to the angels is you're worthy. I want you, I feel I owe you an explanation. The humility is not to ask. If you're asking somebody, you're not going to listen to what they say and they don't really have a choice to say otherwise. It's what you bother asking. What really is happening is you're bothering to explain, says that you're chashiv, you're deserving of understanding. If you walk up to a youngster and you grab away the alcohol, I'm in charge, you just put down the youngster. You put him down. I'm in charge because I said so. You're a kitty or I work here. I'm a dorm counselor. So you put him down. If you explain, you have treated a person with dignity, you said that I have to explain it to you. You have to understand, I have to, I need to explain it to you. You count and you matter, your perspective matters. And that's what Hashem was teaching, that people in positions, G'daylim should, should, should cause everybody else to understand that they matter and they count. And Hashem explained to the angels, because the angels have a role and they count. And as such, they're worthy of Hashem saying, let me explain. By explaining what He's doing, He is empowering the angels that they count and they matter in the system. You need, I need you to understand it. I need you to be my partners. I have important things I want from you. And when a dorm counselor explains to somebody before he enforces, when he explains what he's saying, he could just grab it. I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm the boss, you're not. And then you lower it. But in a system that wants to pick up, the secular system looks to put, put somebody in their place. The secular system wants to put somebody in their place. A system of a yeshiva, a place of Torah, a place of Yiddishkeit, where it, it functions under Hashem's rules, seeks to lift up a person. Within a rule, you can enforce the rule, run over somebody and make them feel low and subjugated. Or you can uplift that you count and you matter. That very same enforcement that you do. You grab it away, you take it, you can't have alcohol. So you just made somebody feel inferior, feel low, feel... 
And instead, that same enforcement can be done in a way, excuse me, I, I'm going to take this out, I want to explain to you. And when you explain it, you're, you, you've made the person a partner with you. We're on the same team. I feel like I have to explain it to you. I feel that you're, we're, we're partners in this, in what we're trying to make, in what we're trying to create. And the very enforcement could have two ramifications, unchecked, unmeasured, unthought about. It could put somebody down. And thought out and prepared and done in a thoughtful, meaningful way by explaining, by being like Hashem, all of a sudden it can have impact, the same enforcement that it uplifted a person, that it made a person more empowered, more understanding, not feel higher, not feel lower, the same enforcement. I wanted a... I wanted to share that with the Hevra. I wanted to share that with the Hevra. It's a time we're thinking about making ourselves, building ourselves. We have and we are what we build. And we're thinking about encouraging others and helping others build and create. That's what's on my mind. Our own construction is we are and we have what we build. Put in, think what you want to build this year. And then put in actions to build it. You'll have the sandwich that you that you made the night before. And in terms of building others, we're th- it's a season we're thinking about building. Uplift the next guy. Don't put him down. At every part of the yeshiva, I want actions that build, not actions that destroy. Build, create, uplift. That should be the whole thoughts of the person. Even in times of enforcement, you could actually uplift the person that you count a lot. It's fascinating to me that you can take something away from somebody and in your very act of enforcement, you can put him down and bury him. If you explain, you literally could take a, a bottle of alcohol away from a guy and give him so much covered. Your mamish paid him four times the alcohol. It's funny. People say, well, I enforced and There's two ways to enforce and if you're chachmadik and you're caring and you're loving, in your enforcement that you felt that you have to explain, I feel I have to explain to you. You sit down, can we sit down for a minute? I want to explain something. A guy walks out, you want to explain? Yeah, I feel like I have to explain something to you. It means you count, it means you're chashim, it means you're mad. It's not so simple to take this from you. You're a person, a big person here. I need you to understand, we're together, we'll work. The g'daylum shoylum b'katanim, that so uplift, that build. Hashem's creating human beings, but by explaining, He's uplifted the malachim, He's made them shotvim together with Hashem. So I'm just thinking of the topic Today, we're, taught, we're thinking this season about con- building and creating. These are the two topics that I want to start with today. I want to ask Ramey Rezaycha, somebody who's an inspiring person here, if you share a little Divrei Torah with the Chav Rameyer. It would be very appreciated. months ago that I was, I had a thought, I had an idea, and then a friend of mine, we didn't discuss this idea, but a friend of mine was doing, did, ended up doing that idea. It was a business idea. And I found like, I, I was jealous. I was, why, why am I not doing it myself? You know, I wanted to do it now. He's doing it. So, <clears throat> after a few weeks, I worked it out that like, I should be happy for him. You know, I'm doing my thing. He's doing his thing. It's good. And I started praying for him and he should be successful. And, you know? And I remember Rabbi, uh, Rabbi spoke about this idea also. He said, like, a few months ago, he said, when you take 18 guys to play baseball, what happens to the other guys that are sitting at the dorms? They go out for dinner, what happens to it? And it was that same idea of when, even though there's a few of us that are succeeding, but it, it, it's really the success of everyone because that guy's going to be happy. He's going to go to the dorm and he's going to make the other people, so everybody's going to be happy. And then this week's, last week's Aisha, I saw a puzzle that was like weird to me. It, the puzzle said, we bring the Bikurim up. He goes, right, we go up to Yerushalayim uh, with the Taina, with the basket. And we say, thank you, Hashem. And we give the, we give a little bit of our history. Arami Avidavi, Eretz And so on and so forth. And then we conclude 
with a pasuk that says Ashkifa Mimarin Thank you. Right, we bury Chesam for Israel. Anybody knows the pasuk to finish it? Yeah, the what? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. There you go. Boom. There you go. Thank you. So, so I was wondering, like, if I was that person, I would want to pray for myself. What is that? Shkiv of Marikot Shachu Baruchs Amcha Yisrael. What do you say? It's our Tadama. The land. Thank the land. I was like, if I was there, I would first say, God, take care of me. You know. I got needs. I showed up. I want money. Give me success. Give me shalom buys. Give me whatever the things I need. And then I'll also pray for everybody else. But what happened to me? And so that thought came back to me of like that it's the there's a my success, but my success is not my success is, is really it's I don't want to say irrelevant, but it's almost irrelevant. It's the greater whole that really matters as long as the greater whole succeeds then it's like I'm still I'm still trying to figure out the thought I'm just this is the greater whole matters much more than than my success and that and you I guess we're supposed to reach that point where you become I guess such an un of or so you're so yeah such an un of that you like it's not about me anymore it's just about the greatest success and therefore your first you, the only reaction you have is praying for the greatest of the people, and I was wondering just now in the car. Actually, I was thinking, like, so, but how do I get? There? Like, I, I had the same problem when Revy said that. So, like, okay, great. So I know this idea, but like, what do I? Like, how do I? Uh, how do I attain it? I, great. I want to. I want to. I could pray for other people. I could be happy for. But I want to attain that level. So, I think the pasuk before that actually gives us the explanation when it says, "Arami Avid Avi." Right, Vayer do Mitzrayim, okay? Second. The Pasuk goes. The Pasuk goes like this. We give a quick history. So I was wondering, and I, I, I checked when I came here, I saw everybody, everybody's wondering this question, obviously. What is the connection between Arami Yovidavi and Vayered Mitzrayim? So Rashi had his shot, which was that Lavan. Rashi learns that Arami Yovidavi has to do with a Lavan. So I had the problem also. So what does that have to do with it? Like, okay, so you worked with Lavan, and Lavan was Arami, and doesn't not we didn't go to Mitzrayim because of Lavan. So everybody, so other Mitzrayim, Sforno, Rabbeinu Bechai, other learns that Arami is going on Yaakov. Either way, I was thinking that... If I think the Pasuk I think is saying that we have to look back at our history and where we come and as a, as, a, as a human if I look at back where I come from and I understand that I don't truly know how I, I what I understand the idea of that I don't know what's good for me Necessarily, there's not. I don't know whether or not if I would do that plan of business, I would succeed. It's not about. It's whatever I need to get, I will get, and I would attain, and I would receive anyway. And when I when I, I don't think there's a necessarily need to say there's a connection in the pasuk. I think that's what the pasuk is teaching that the then the two. Are not necessary. There's no need to connect. Certain times we don't have to have that bridge of connection. Oh, I did this and then I got there. Even if there, even if certain things happen to us and we can't connect the bridges, but Hashem, we're getting to exactly where we need to get. To. And I think if a person can attain that truly, then he'll never be jealous of anybody else because I'm getting where I need to get to. He's getting to where exactly he needs to get to, and then the the whole is. It's much easier, I guess, to get to the place of wanting that everybody else should succeed as much, at least as much as you, and if not more. Because they're not taking away from you. It's not a, a, a survival of the fittest. It's not, a survival of the fittest means it's not one piece of meat, and whoever's strong is going to get it. So I got I to gotta get there first. But if you understand that there's no need for that, and I'm getting to where I need to get to, no matter what, so then it's easier. Maybe that's 
a way of attaining that idea. But I don't know. I would love if Remy could address how do we attain. I loved what May May spoke about is something we could talk a long time. I went long. I do want the guys to get to um to get to second scene and I need to sing this song to guys. The song I need to sing is in Slichis. There's this, there's words that some say. Do we have? Where's the box of slichos here? Oh, they're right here. They're right here. If we can give out, let's give them Yes, this is what I want to sing. It's on. It's on page Chafalif, Chevra. It's on page Chafalif. Now, this is very, very uh, slightly controversial, but Chazal, are you allowed to pray to angels? Guys, if you go, if you go to somebody's kever, if you go to a tzaddik's no. kever, are you allowed to pray to the tzaddik? No, yes. So there's two shitas. Some pray to Hashem, and it should be the zchos to the tzaddik. So you pray by a big tzaddik of Shlomo Zalman's kever. You're praying to God, and it should be the zchos the tzaddik. The Mishabura says in one place. But what you're allowed to do is you're allowed oh, to good. ask the tzaddik to pray to Hashem for you. You could tell the tzaddik, you have pull, please, please pray to Hashem for me. I'm gonna play, play. I'm gonna pray directly to Hashem, and also you tzaddik pray for me. So in this prayer, we ask the angels to go to Hashem for us. Some people don't say because they don't want to pray to angels. In, in this in this Masifta we do say this prayer where we ask angels. The words of the prayer mean Machni Rachman. If you look on page Khafalif in these Slichas, Machni Rachman. Those angels that bring in Rachman means bring supplications. Hachnisu Rachamenu, please bring our supplications with Nebala Rachman in front of the Mursmans. Bring my Tvilas Tashem. Mashmiye Tvila, those that bring prayers. Hashmiyu Tvila saying, who carry my prayers with Neshamea Tvila, to the one who hears prayers. Mashmiye Tzaka, those that carry, that listen to screams. Hashmiyu Tzaka saying, who carry my screams with Neshamea Tzaka, to the one who listens to screams. Machni Seidema, those that are in charge with bringing tears. Hachnisu demaisenu, please bring my tears. Lufnei melech to the king who's misratzebed mois, who's appeased from tears. This beautiful prayer, please bring my rachmim, my callings to supplicate for mercy. Please bring my prayers, please bring my screams, please bring my tears. Tashem. Hishtadlu, make great effort. Veharbu trino bakasha. And do a lot of requests and beseeching with Neimelech Kel Ramanis in front of Hashem. So we beg the angels to bring our prayers, bring our screams, bring our tears to Hashem. And please do great effort and beg Hashem mercy on our behalf. So be- very good. Very similar. Very similar because you play, you're praying. Some people skip that. 100%. Barchuni Lashalem, some people skip. They say, they say, they say, they start the first one, Shalom Aleichem. They say, Bayachem L'Shalom, and say, so they don't say, Barchuni L'Shalom, yes. Say that again? 
says when we come home, because you don't pray to him, I'll pray to Hashem. But we pray. The Gemara says you're allowed to pray to people to intercede on your behalf. You're allowed to. It's a covet. You're asking them to talk to the Melech. We speak to the Melech and we ask people. So I love this prayer. I like the prayer that we're, we're talking to our Father. We're asking others to intercede on our behalf in front of the Father. I want to sing this with the Chevra. It has no Shaykhis to Musa today, but it's something I want to sing with the Chevra during these Yemei Slichas. I want to say that Slichas, a very shallow person, thinks today we said Slichas. We said Slichas because it's today. It's Yemei Slichas. It's something about today we're all preparing for Rosh Hashanah. So in being Yemei Slichas, I want to sing this with the Chevra. You have to go on a very low key, Johnny, because the high part is extremely high. So you could be singing Yishmak the low part. You're in trouble. It has to be low. <laughs> getting close, we're going to coronate Hashem. Hashem is the Melech. A Melech has Avadim. A Melech has people. Let's build the strongest Avadim. 
We could build something strong. We could build something powerful. Each Eved is necessary. Each Eved is important. In Eved HaMelech, in Eved in Am, create an Am, in Melech B'loi Am. Let's build something good, Rabbi say. So let's, we all can put in and invest. We're a worthwhile investment. Invest in ourselves, build something strong, build something important. Yashikayr, Rabbi say. Second Seder is five o'clock. Is second Seder. What? Ezra Sturm, I love you. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daffin shas, including myramakaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daffin shas, including Myra McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.